Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein. And Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. We will get into the conference championship games, preview uh, that action. Uh, But first, Luke, I thought we would start with wrapping up the divisional round. Um, Probably my favorite weekend of of NFL football, uh, down to the final eight teams, Two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Don't have that Monday night, uh, that's you know Monday night game anymore. Um, and so uh, it was a great weekend of football, um, and definitely capped off um, with uh, with a great game in the in the Chiefs Bills game. But I thought we would start chronologically uh, and first talk about the the Texans Ravens game. Um, it was tied at halftime thanks to a uh, a punt return for for, for a touchdown. Uh, and then actually, I mean, the Texans could have been easily leading uh, at halftime if uh, if their kicker had had made the kick. The the ESPN graphics guy with uh, had an all time jinx. You know, they were they were talking all game about how he hasn't missed a field goal like within, 50, you know, inside of 50 all season. And then and then boom, misses it um, tied at halftime. And then definitely seemed like kind of the Ravens were were shaking off some rust. I mean, they didn't play their yeah. starters week 18, obviously didn't play last week with the first round by. Uh, and it felt like you know, the, the, they did not look great in the first half, but then came out of the second half and, and uh, really just took it to the Texans. The Texans did not run a play within uh, inside the Ravens 25 yard line, the, the entire game. So um, uh, when you look back at it, kind of a dominating game by by Baltimore, but at any point during that game, were you, were you at all thinking or, uh, you know, worried if, you know, if you were Ravens better, were you at all worried? Do you think if, if uh, the Texans, Texans could pull the upset? Yeah. I was I, when they when they housed that punt return. I'm like, man, like if as long as their defense can hold the Ravens to you know 14 points or below, which is what they were doing in the first half. I mean, the the Texans were hanging around, and if the recipe to get the offense rolling is a massive punt return, like here we go. So that that was to me uh, the closest that I thought the Texans got, obviously. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was concerned if if you're a Ravens better. Um, I, I thought the Texans could have covered that spread. So obviously I was wrong. But I when they took that punt to the house, I mean, it was you're sweating a little bit if you're a Baltimore backer. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. I mean, and the knock on the Ravens, it seems like from a lot of people, maybe you included, has just been like, you know, cool, they're a good regular season team, but, you know, don't know if they can actually win the playoffs now. Um, you know, I think that, that's not mine, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, I mean, looking back, obviously, I think a lot was rust um, in that in that in that first half. But I thought the other kind of interesting wrinkle to maybe factor into the into this weekend's games is is Dalvin Cook, right? I mean, we all know the the Ravens can run the ball, right? But we but they keep getting kind of decimated by injuries. And so obviously JK Dobbins was, it was a huge loss for them. Um, obviously. And so was Mark Andrews uh, who seems like he's trending back towards playing at some point, but uh, didn't play this game. But uh, Isaiah likely has stepped up as the tight end uh, in Mark Andrews absence, but then adding in Dalvin cook, he had a couple of runs in the, in the second half where he looked, he looked great. It's like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like Dalvin cook, who is a beast of Minnesota is now on the Ravens. And he's like their third option behind behind Gus Edwards and uh and Justice Hill. So I think that was kind of a an interesting wrinkle to to factor in um this weekend. 
Yeah, so he was eight for twenty-three. Uh, I, I agree with you that will help. Like, I, Justice Hill is not bad. So he was, he was thirteen for sixty-six, and then lastly, Gus Edwards ten for forty. Delvin Cook is clearly the largest running back. Like he can run you over. Those other two guys, they call him, I think they call him Gus Bus. So I'm sure he can. Justice Hill cannot run you over. Um, so, but I agree. I mean, look, they're a running team. The more running backs you put back there, and the more you can kind of get them both, all three firing on all cylinders, great. And you know, obviously, we'll get to the Lions. That's what they, they have going on right now with both David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs looking amazing. So, yeah, I agree. It's not not going to hurt Baltimore's <laughs> offensive firepower with adding a back like that. Yeah, um, and I mean, obviously, I think their their best rusher might be the quarterback who um, put sure. up over 100 r- rushing yards and, and two touchdowns. So um, that's always uh, <laughs> quite the threat uh, to, to have back there. The guy that can that can toss at 50 yards can also uh, run for uh, for 100 plus on you. Yeah. Um, so. Ravens, uh, they advance. Texans, salute to them. Great, great story. A team that, um, like we talked about last week, was ex- predicted by many to be one of the worst teams in the league, mm-hmm. and uh, they definitely exceeded all expectations. Um, I would definitely be looking at them um, as an early season kind of. Maybe you know, I'm not sure what the odds are going to come out as, but um, we'll, we'll. I'm sure we'll get to that in a future episode. But I think them and the Packers. Um, are probably going to be like the two kind of sexy teams going into next yeah. year. Um, and so, and, and we, that was the line. Yeah. I was going to say, we do a lot of trivia with you asking me questions. I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Where do you draft CJ Stroud and fancy next year? Uh, well, I mean, are we doing the snake draft or are we doing, you know, let's do them all normal rules, uh, single quarterback. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know like what round or what pick, whatever, but in terms of in terms of among the fantasy quarterbacks, I mean, you know, I would say he's probably going to be probably the third or fourth QB, you know, taken. I mean, because he's he's really not that much of a rushing threat, right? And no. so, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, Lamar, you know, I still think those are probably like the, the top two quarterbacks. You know, you can't forget about you know Joe Burrow, you know, who got hurt. You know, mm-hmm. he, he'll be back. So. um yeah, I would probably say he'd be like probably number four in terms of in terms of fantasy, yeah. you know, QB. Um, top, but, top five as a second year, pretty cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's happening more and more with you know. I think Kyler Murray, you know, had a was a, was a top pick, you know, heading into his into his second year. So I think you're seeing that kind of more and more. But um, I would I assume that they have a ton of cap space and will be adding pieces uh, around him. Um, but speaking of teams that I think will be another sexy pick next year and, and seem to have a lot of cap space. Uh, the Packers, um, the man, the gave the 49ers all they could handle. I mean, we talked about, you know, at halftime thinking the Texans could, uh, could, could spring an upset. I mean, I thought for sure the Packers were going to win that game at one point in the fourth quarter, they were a minus minus one seventy two favorite to win the game. Uh, wow. and the in-game odds, uh, at that time, the, the 49ers Super Bowl odds were plus four thirty. Uh, four nights for the Super Bowl. I mean, you haven't seen I haven't seen odds of them above, you know, four to one in, in weeks or months. So um it really seemed like the the Packers were going to to close out that game. Aaron Jones had this like huge run the fourth quarter that I thought maybe may have sealed the deal. Obviously there are those stats about Shanahan and you know trailing at, at halftime or trailing in the fourth quarter. Um but 
and and then obviously you know Brock Purdy, our boy, um, was not looking so so hot in that game. Um, you know, clearly he does not seem to know how to. He cannot dominate in in a in a wet game, right? Like you, you talk about hand size for these quarterbacks, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's he was the last pick in the draft, obviously, and so um, my guess is Purdy's hand size um, is not great uh, for for those rainy games in terms of gripping and and throwing the ball. But um, there was definitely action. That was probably probably the most transacted game of the weekend on PropSwap. Um, Packers tickets were flying all over the place. Um, just one one example I picked up. Uh, there was a customer who bought a Packers Super Bowl ticket uh, for twenty five dollars in the second quarter, and then flipped it for fifty in the fourth quarter. So, um, as we talk about all the time, people are buying and selling futures on PropSwap um, during these games. So definitely be checking. Um, you know, you can get some great odds uh, on the on the losing team. Uh, you can get in, you know, early and then flip late, uh, like I just mentioned. So, um, what were your takeaways from that uh, from that Packers Niners game? Packers should have won the game. No, that that was my my lesson is the Packers should have won that. Forty ers gave them so many opportunities to win. I still I've watched that the last play of the game of Jordan Love's interception. 20 times i still have no idea what he was thinking like it literally is like and we've all been there you're in a you know called playing golf or some athletic moment you just you just brain fart and he that was just a brain fart there's no other way to describe it he tried to force a play he could have ran forward could have thrown the ball out of bounds i just have no idea why he threw across his body in that situation he had so much time in the clock driving down to to tie the game and he just gives the ball up so but he played he played magnificent uh, you know we've talked to this podcast a bunch i'm a huge jordan love fan you know so he was 21 of 34 194 yards two picks two touchdowns purdy 23 of 39 252 one touchdown no picks like jordan love pass looked better from an eye test perspective but um you know those that pick at the end of the game is just inexcusable so he'll learn from it he's young he'll figure it out but yeah my my lesson was the Niners did not look good for a bunch of reasons and the Packers should have been moving on yeah um I think that was just a a function of trying to force it you know uh that might have been like the first time they were trailing in the game um and uh yeah uh people were putting out this video of um like comparing that throw to far on the Vikings um when they had that Saints playoff game and yeah. uh just late throw across the body uh into the middle and uh picked off to uh to lose the game. I thought you were gonna say brain fart from uh Drake Greenlaw to not go down. He's like running around with sure. the pick. All he has to do is just go down. Um uh, I was listening to the uh the Bill Simmons cousin Sal podcast and sh- shout out to uh to those guys. Um actually it was it was the five year anniversary the other day of of uh cousin Sal's uh, uh purchase of uh of a uh Saints ticket but uh Sal was saying like when Drake Greenlaw is running around mind you in a with it pouring rain could could someone from the 49ers bench just run on the field and tackle him like you know <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a 15 yard penalty but the 49ers still still keep the ball but um you know there's just so many bad things that could happen there yeah so uh they interviewed him and asked him about that. A Fred Warner apparently said, he's like, Dre, you're going to get a pick six. 
And Fred asked him after the game, he's like, why were you running around? He's like, you told me I was going to get a pick six. <laughs> so he was just trying to fulfill the prophecy by, by Fred Warner. And um, yeah, also had a brain fart for sure. Yeah. Loved yeah. way. I mean, it ended up okay for, for Greenlaw. It did not end up okay for Jordan Love. So yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe Greenlaw had uh nice minus nine and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I saw one thing that was like, if, if there was any benefit of the doubt, it would have been um, Greenlaw was trying to run the clock down to under two minutes or something like that to, to really seal the game. But uh, yeah, it does not sound like that was the, the explanation. Uh, so the, the 49ers advance uh, and they will be taking on uh, the Detroit lions um, who uh, defeat the Buccaneers on Sunday. Um, we'll not go through the, the, you know, the years of, of lions playoff wins and, and such like that. Um, not not a whole lot of I thought takeaways for, from this game. Um, I was joking to someone that the most interesting part of the game was uh, I put out a tweet about this guy in this in the stands in Detroit with this like gigantic club sandwich um, that uh, you know that seemed to be pre- pretty pretty popular. Said like you know when when I say I'm saying in the club section, this is what I'm talking about. So uh, that was probably the highlight, my personal highlight from uh, from that game. Um, but I I had picked the Bucks. Um, Plus the points, that two point conversion would have, would have been it was huge uh, in that mm-hmm. regard. Um, mm-hmm. As everyone has said, Mike Evans should have just stopped running, stopped backpedaling, and he would have drawn the the pass interference flag to at least to move the ball up one yard. But um, did you have any um, any takeaways from uh, from that game? I had a bet going how quickly Eminem would get shown. My friend said he did get shown. It must have been I when I ran to the restroom or something. Did you remember Eminem getting shown? No, I mean not okay. like. In per, I mean, yeah, maybe it was for a split second, like in the in a box like that, but no. Okay, yeah, I don't think he got shown, but um, yeah, I mean, like, I, what a what an awesome story! Everyone's asking me, like, am I rooting for the Lions? Heck yeah, certainly against these other three teams. I have no affiliation with, yeah, you know, I certainly don't want Kansas City to win again. So awesome story, Detroit. <laughs> Detroit's having a hell of a month, like we discussed last week. It continues to be a great month for that city. So yeah, rooting for him. How do you not? There's there's so many cool storylines from from that that Detroit roster. So yeah, happy for him. They were the better team. Buccaneers never really pushed them, and um, yeah, I would say, I mean the the Ravens figure the Ravens are probably the most impressive team, and we'll get to the Kansas City game in a second. But I mean the Lions look great. I mean they to me they did everything you can ask for. Yeah. Um... It's cool. I think it's it's like one of those teams that like really kind of just it seems like it encap- encapsulates the city um, mm-hmm. versus like I was thinking like, you know, the the those like late 90s, early 2000s Rams teams, you know, were really cool. Like, you know, the fastest show on turf. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can't really say like, oh, like, yeah, like that that really embodied the city of, of St. Louis. Um, but it could, I don't know, just kind of seems like this team really um, encapsulates. I mean, especially the coach, uh, Dan Campbell. Um, yeah. He's. He's a walking uh, quote machine, um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm 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 happy Dan, for them. Uh, happy Dan, for them as well. Dan Gamble, as Tariko called him. Yeah, Dan Gamble. Yeah, that was a good that was a good uh, play play on words. Um, although I did I tweeted out like there was a play there where uh, Baker, you know, they called it that he had thrown the he had gotten rid of the ball before a sack and you know it was an incomplete pass, uh, and then they were able to pick up um a touchdown on the next play but if when they slowed it looked at the replay and slowed it down mayfield's like shin was down on the ground and um mm-hmm. if he had 
as I said, roll the dice on that challenge. Um, that would have kind of, it would have, you know, counts a sack probably wouldn't have gotten that touchdown on the, on the very next play. So, but obviously it all, it all worked out uh, for, for the lions. <clears throat> like I said, they will be taking on going to um, Santa Clara. Um, no more home games for the lions uh, this, this playoffs, but they'll be in the NFC championship game. Uh, and then the last game of the weekend was chiefs bills. This was definitely the most anticipated game of the weekend, and it did not disappoint. Um, the Bills got out to an early lead. They were the they were the favorite. Um, line opened Bills minus three, closed two and a half. Um, they were like a minus one forty, minus one forty five favorite on the money line. Uh, they got up to minus two hundred um, during the uh, <clears throat> during the first half, uh, maybe also third quarter. Um, the lowest. On the Super Bowl odds, they were were plus four ten to win the Super Bowl. Um, that you know, coming into the game, they were around five to five to one, five and a half to one. So um, it definitely seemed like things were trending in the right direction for for Buffalo uh, heading into halftime. But in the second half, the Bills just could not move the ball. Uh, meanwhile, the Chiefs were averaging like nine yards a play. Um, I think like if you remove the Chiefs, like three kneel downs uh there at the end like they only ran like 44 plays um as compared to like the bills were were in the 60s so um despite the bills kind of dominating time of possession the chiefs um were just moving the ball at will um kind of those things were like you were never too worried about the chiefs you know just like they got mahomes i mean he's he is the new tom brady um and you know, to be honest, I was kind of surprised that not more people were trying to sell their bills futures uh, on on PropSwap. There had been hundreds of Bills Super Bowl tickets sold during the season, and I, and I'm not exaggerating, hundreds, uh, and some as high as fifty to one. Um, for example, there was a sale in late November where a PropSwap customer purchased a Bills Super Bowl ticket for twenty four bucks at fifty to one. Uh, during the Chiefs game, that ticket could have been resold for two hundred and forty dollars. Um, but they chose not to. So um, that was a little uh, curious. I mean, the Bills were just so beat up um, defensively um, mm. even before this game and then more injuries during the game. So um, I was a little, per per little perplexed that not more people were nervous about the Bills during that game. Yeah, mm. I think it has to do with just what people wanted to happen. I think, you know, most of my friends in Chicago and elsewhere just wanted the Bills to do it. So a little bit of there would just bias in terms of what you're hoping and what actually you think is going to happen. And then I think if you watch Kansas City, a lot of these primetime games, you know, first game of the season, lost to Detroit. They had that Monday night game. They lost to Philadelphia. Like they've been in a lot of primetime games that just haven't looked sharp. So um, I, I think it just it, people were sick of Kansas City. They were hoping that Buffalo would win. And then Kansas City just didn't perform in a lot of primetime games this year. And like we discussed last week, like it just kind of seemed like they needed one game to get some receiver rolling. And then that offense would start humming again. And that's, that's pretty much what happened. Well, I mean, when McCole Hardman fumbles into the end zone and, you know, that's like a it's a 14 point swing right there basically. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, I guess, or I guess not 14 point swing, but, but that should, you know, could have been a touchdown, should have been a touchdown or yeah. released on the next play. Uh, and the bills get the ball at their own 20. You're like, Holy crap. Like, are the, you know, are they going to go do this? Um, and then the ball that goes right through Stefan Diggs's hands, that's gotta be a catch. Um, but when they go out 
when when that guy goes uh, when Tyler Bass goes out to attempt that kick, did you think that was going in? I no. mean, yeah, me neither. No, me neither. I mean, uh, I feel like in typical Josh Allen, you know, typical Josh Allen, uh, he tries for the home run ball on third down instead of like trying to get a pick up a few more yards. Yep. I mean, there's you know yep. Tony Romo was you know said it like there was a guy wide open across the middle that like could have gotten the first down or um and he yep. just goes for the for the home run ball. I just I, I don't understand that. And that was, that was a long field goal attempt. Long field goal attempt. We were even arguing like I'm not even sure that if he doesn't so there was an argument that like Chris Jones was in Josh Allen's face on that play where he skidded the ball in. I'm not even sure that if he lands that ball in the money that's not tipped. So like there were there were three defenders closing in. Now, Josh Allen has the strongest arm in the league. So like if there's anyone who could do it, he could fit the ball in that window, but I'm still not even sure that at the touchdown. So I take you had plenty of time in the clock, take the first down, but yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, that guy's arm and his gunslinger mentality and it, it bit him on Sunday night. Yeah. Um but before there there were some customers I, I do want to point out who who were able to successfully profit off of their Bills tickets uh on January second. So this was uh prior to that game against the Dolphins for the division. Um, a props up customer purchased a 10k collect bill Super Bowl ticket for $850, and then on Wednesday he flipped that for $1,550. Uh, so there's that was almost a a uh, a double up there, but um, he was able to uh, a nice $700 uh, profit for that for that customer. Meanwhile, the the buyer got odds of plus 550 on that ticket, uh, and then. Another customer who back in September used a $50 free bet uh, on the Diamondbacks to win a game versus the Cubs, like a, just a random MLB game, uh, and then parlayed that with the 49ers to beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. So like um, sportsbooks offer these kind of exact result props. And so he parlayed the D-backs to win a random game with the 49ers to beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. $50, $50 uh, bonus bet. Uh, the payout would have been $5,500. And then on Friday, he sold that ticket for $590. So a complete $590 come up for the seller. And then meanwhile, the buyer got odds of plus $825. That was compared to odds of plus $750 uh, there at uh, at FanDuel. So um, I do want to, you know, I did want to point out that there were um, some customers who who decided to, uh, to cash out early uh, prior to the game. Um, but spinning it forward, uh, to the conference championship games, uh, I thought I would just, um, list out the highest odds for, uh, that each team had during this season. We always kind of talk about long shots making it, and this might be the, uh, the first case in a while where you may not say that there is a, there, there is a long shot, but pretty, pretty chalky Ravens were 20 to one before the season. The Chiefs were ten to one before the playoffs began. So just a couple weeks ago, the Chiefs were the highest uh, of the season at ten to one. They were, they were also ten to one we, after the Raiders lost. But we um, were, yeah, I mean, I, I saw them at nine to one briefly uh, during the game last night. So um, I want to say they got up to nine to one at like a DraftKings or a FanDuel. Yeah, um, but. In terms of the highest, yeah, ten to one before the playoffs. Uh, the Forty ers they were nine to one before the season, and then the Lions were twenty five to one before the playoffs began. Uh, and so, 
uh, I'll ask you if the Ravens or Lions reach the Super Bowl, are we going to call that uh, a long shot um, reaching the Super Bowl? They were, you know, 20 to one or 25 to one. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, I think the definition is 20 to one or higher. But like I mentioned earlier, you know, let's, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This is one of the chalkiest. We've been running this company for 10 years now. You know, all four major sports plus college, both basketball and football. This might be the chalkiest Final Four we've seen, excluding the the Golden State Warriors run when they were like you know minus two hundred from start to finish. Put that aside, this might be the chalkiest Final Four that we've seen in a really long time. Yeah, um, certainly with the Forty ers and the Chiefs. I mean, um, you know, Chiefs were double digits for just like a, like a hot second, but Forty um, ers were never double digits. Um, and so, yeah, I would I would uh, uh, agree with that. And so. Um, you know, before we get into any sort of picks, but I, uh, I'll ask you, what do you think is the most compelling matchup and which, and maybe this is the same question, but which matchup do you think will, will drive the, the highest betting handle, um, for the, for the Super Bowl, you know, those two mm-hmm. weeks, right. Leading up. And now, look, I, I didn't want to like list off like the, what, like the ranks of, you know, last 10 Super Bowls or whatever. Cause like with the rise of sports betting in, in more and more States and just, you know, generally speaking it's just a more uh accepted thing like the handle just keeps going up right so like there could be any of these combinations could break the record you know but which of these four do you think will drive like the most betting handle of these of these different possible matchups yeah it's a really good question um i would just say from the sentiment that i've gathered of being adverse to the Chiefs, I, I'll just go with Ravens Lions. Lions seems like everyone knows the story now. Haven't made the playoffs in 32 years. People were crying and staying in the stadium for hours. It seemed like after after the game on Sunday afternoon. So I'll go Lions and Ravens just because I feel like people are sick of the Chiefs, rightfully so. My concern is Baltimore is not a big market, and people like who aren't a massive fan of the NFL might be like, you know, who was on the Ravens, but maybe that's silly. So. I'll go, I'll go Ravens and Lions. Wow. Well, I mean, you didn't, I think you're missing a gigantic uh, thing in terms of uh, driving the the betting handle. I got to imagine the Chiefs and because of the whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, like you said, Baltimore is not a huge thing. So, I mean, I think in terms of highest handle, I think, I think the Chiefs being in it would, would, uh, attract uh, a bunch n- more sports better, maybe than, uh, than, 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 than yeah. Um, even though they've been in it, you know, a bunch of years, uh, I just I feel I feel like that's that's got to play a role. Um, I mean, and then yeah, I mean, I think Detroit being in it would would drive maybe more interest than the 49ers. But in terms in my in terms of which matchup do I want to see? What I think is the most compelling matchup? It's got to be Ravens 49ers. I mean, that's just been my pick. Um, all uh, all for. I want to say all season long, but definitely for the last couple couple of months. But um, I'm just kind of praying that the Chiefs don't make it so that I don't have to hear people talk about Taylor Swift props being offered by offshore sports books and then people phrasing it as like Vegas odds, right? Because like, you know, if if uh, if the Chiefs make it, there's going to be like, you know, over under cutaways to Taylor Swift or mentions of Taylor Swift or whatever. And then people are going to be like, oh, like, what does Vegas have the the odds set at? And, and that always... Uh, kind of grinds my gears um because for those who don't know um th- those types of bets are not offered by uh actual sports books 
Yeah, I get asked about that a lot. I get asked about election betting a lot. I mean, they don't know. Like these, we're in the industry. These people that are in the industry, they don't know where these odds come from. You know, it's not. It's our day job. It's not their day job. Right. No, I, I can still roll my eyes at it though. Um, so four out of the last five Super Bowls uh, have featured at least one team that was not a number one seed. Um, last year's Super Bowl was was the one out of those five with the both the Eagles and Chiefs being number one seeds. So, um, you know, without stepping on, on stake or swap, um, will we get two years in a row of, of one versus one or, or will the, the Chiefs or, or Lions, you think, uh, enter the party? Yeah, I'd, I'd be stepping on stake or swap. So, uh, but I think we, one side will not be a one seed. All right. So we will get, all right, there you go. So we will, we will, uh, it'll, in, in your opinion, it'll be five out of six years. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go that we will, that we will have back-to-back years of, uh, of, um, one versus one. But, uh, before we get into, into stake or swap, um, it is now, uh, my turn for the, uh, the trivia question. So, um, or, or as I, as I like to call it, Luke learns, um, I feel good about this one, Luke, I feel good. (laughs) Feel good that you're going to get this one. So, um, if the Lions reach the Super Bowl, Jared Goff will join four other players as being the only quarterbacks to start the Super Bowl with two different teams. Two of those four players, I'm going to spot you. Two yeah. of those four are Craig Morton, who I had to look up who that was, and Kurt Warner. All right? Who are the other two of the four quarterbacks that have? Started Super Bowl games with two different teams. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. That's correct. There we go. Cra- Cra- nice. Woo. Uh, I almost thought about not spotting you, Kurt Warner, um, but I th- I'm not, but that that Cardinals run was so kind of short lived. Um, but uh, but yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Craig Morton. Craig Morton, he made Super Bowl appearances with the Cowboys and the Broncos. Right. Okay. No, trust respect. me, I, I wasn't, I was not going to, I was not going to, uh, yeah, I was not going to ask you to, uh, to answer that one. But, uh, but yeah, um, Jared Goff uh, looking to, uh, to join that, that elite group um, of Craig Morton, Kurt Warner, <laughs> Peyton Manning, and, uh, and, uh, and Tom Brady. But, um, speaking of elite groups, uh, it is time now for uh, our elite picks in stake or swap. First up, we will be talking not about Super Bowl winners, but Super Bowl props that are currently out. Uh, Going to be talking about Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I know we're a little early on this, but uh, but it's a great way to to get some bets in without having to pick the winner, and uh, you can find some some great odds still on on some players. So the first player we'll be talking about uh, is Christian McCaffrey. He is currently six to one to win Super Bowl MVP at BetMGM. Uh, I will go first. I am staking McCaffrey to win Super Bowl MVP. Uh, now I will put in the caveat that if the 49ers lose this week, then the bet is a, is a loss. Um, you do not get a refund. Uh, I know there's been some, there was some confusion, um, earlier in the playoffs about this, about whether or not, like, 
if the team doesn't reach Super Bowl, um, well, you know, is it as it action or not? So it is action regardless of whether or not um, the team makes the Super Bowl. But uh, I'll just say this. So currently six to one at BetMGM as we as we record this, that is compared to four to one at Caesars and three and a half to one uh, mm. at DraftKings. The 49ers are minus 300 to beat Detroit. That means if you bet 100 bucks on the Niners money line, you would win $33. I guarantee you that if you were to bet $100 on this prop and the 49ers win, and you know, assuming McCaffrey doesn't get hurt or something, you would be able to sell this ticket for yeah. more than $133 um, next, oh, next week. Uh, after seeing what Brock Purdy looked like against the Packers, it would be hard to envision the 49ers winning winning the Super Bowl and Purdy being the the MVP. Uh, now I realize the Super Bowl would be indoors versus you know a rainy environment, but um, this might be the rare occasion where uh, the starting QBs are are not the the two top favorites like you see in in most years. Um, and look, I mean the numbers speak for themselves. McCaffrey he put up two more touchdowns against the Packers. He's a running threat. He's a he's a pass catching threat. I mean he is basically that. That 49ers offense, you really can't count on Debo playing a full game. Um, Ayuk is very kind of hit or miss. I mean, some games he explodes, some 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 games he you know can have two catches for 17 yards. So um, to get six to one on McCaffrey, and like I said, you know, versus like I said, four to one on Caesars, three and a half to one on DraftKings. So right there, that's value. And then uh, the math I, I I broke out about like. Basically, this is a, a 49ers money line bet that, like I said, I guarantee you, if you bet 100 bucks at 6-1 to one and the 49ers win, unless McCaffrey gets hurt, you will be able to sell that ticket for more than $133 uh, come this time next week. So for those reasons, I am staking uh, McCaffrey to win MVP at 6-1. At Completely agree that you'll be able to sell that for more than the money line. So if that's the question, you know, you, you'd have to stake it. I usually the spirit of this is do you would you sell this or buy it i just i'm looking at the odds board i don't even see a ravens offensive player on here like to me the story of this team has just been how like Wait, ravens iron, 49ers uh no there are no ravens i i want to yeah. bet on a ravens defensive player i think the ravens are going to win the super bowl and i like the story of the Ravens is uh is how just staunch their defense has been just totally ironclad holding everyone to just been the inability to move the ball and I I think they can do it again against Kansas City so um I'll swap McCaffrey to win MVP and hopefully yeah I just looked at FanDuel so I'm sure I can find a Roquan just as one example um to win MVP at another book but um yeah yeah, that is interesting. I, I'm, I'm looking at, at yeah that FanDuel. It's basically all offensive players and and kickers. Although I do see Aid Hutchinson, Chase Young. Um, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Roquan right there. He's two hundred fifty to one uh, okay. at uh, at FanDuel. Um, That's worth ten bucks. So uh, yeah, um, so yeah, so are you staking or, or swapping? Swapping, uh, C- swapping CMC, but. I completely agree with your math instead of betting a money line on the Niners this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just uh, definitely something to, to look out for um, versus taking, you know, uh, you know, a, a Ravens money line or whatever you can, you can find some, some, um, some interesting props. Um, but like I said, I mean, usually for most teams in Super Bowls, the quarterbacks are going to be the top two favorites, but this, this 49ers team, um, 
you know, I, I think could be one of the rare exceptions where at the very least Purdy and, and CMC could be the same odds um, if, if they're, uh, if they, if they had their next week. So um, moving on, we will talk about who the 49ers are playing. The Detroit lions um, will be going on the road for the first time. These playoffs currently eight to one to win the Super Bowl at Caesars. Uh, Luke, we will start with you first. Are you staking or swapping the lions? Yeah. Uh, I'm staking the Lions at eight to one. I am the most torn on these games than I have been, honestly, like of any NFL round or or game this year. I am I am super undecided on either of these outcomes. I could I can make a case for every single team. I'm going on recency bias here. I'm I'm admitting I'm I'm biased on how the Niners looked. The Niners looked terrible. They looked just out like not efficient not sharp the they were kind of letting the Packers do what they wanted in the defensive backfield the DBs didn't look good like the Niners just did not look good on on Saturday so I just I just feel like the Lions are trending the right direction I I don't believe this has nothing to do with Michigan winning the national championship those are completely uncorrelated events like Adam Schefter was on TV saying that like it's Michigan's year like what does that mean like as if the Niners give a rat's ass that Michigan just won the national championship, like completely uncorrelated events. I don't care about that, but um, I just feel like the Lions have looked the best of those four. The Ravens look good too. So yeah, like I said, clearly I'm I'm undecided. That's the longest odds. You get seven times your money in the Lions versus the Niners are plus 145. It's crazy to, so to win two more games. So I'll go Lions, take, take the Lions at 7-1. Um. Well, yeah, tell that to the, the Detroit Pistons who are going to have like an historically uh, bad, bad year. Uh, the Lions have won more games this month than, than, than the Pistons have. Um, but I am swapping um, the, the Lions. So usually I'm pretty good at not overreacting to what I just saw. But I feel like I, I uh, fell victim to that this, this weekend with, the t- you know, kind of liking the Texans and the Buccaneers um, probably more than I than more than I should have. But um, I am not going to overreact to how bad the 49ers look. Look, we, we talked about the, the Ravens shaking off some rust in the first half. I think the 49ers were, were rusty in the first half. Um, we talked about the, the conditions, you know, as of right now, it's not supposed to rain uh, in Santa Clara on, on Sunday. But the other thing too is, you know, I've been low on the, on the lions all season long, you know, partly why I picked the, the bucks, um, you know, it really, it comes down to their defense. So, what I didn't account for was just how lit the Detroit crowd was going to be and how much of a help that's going to be, how much of a help that was for them on defense, right? Like false start penalties, just not being able to communicate. I think that really did help them, but this is going to be, you know, a, a true road test. And, you know, just looking at their defense, the ranked 30th in yards per pass um, yards per pass attempt, uh, you know, the, in terms of uh, their defense, allowing it. Meanwhile, Brock Purdy first in the league, uh, in the regular season in, in terms of uh, yards per pass. Um, the, the, the Lions defense was 22nd. Um, or should we say, they were 31st in passing yards allowed per game. So um, I honestly, I'm more split on the Ravens Chiefs game, especially when it comes down to that, to the spread number. But uh, I think this could actually could be a blowout. I think, I think uh, Raven or sorry, 49ers could, could win this by, by double digits. Um, the Lions have been a great story, um, but I'm not going to overreact to, 
what you know look they played basically two wild card teams the, the, had the lions right the, mm-hmm. the rams were wild card team and the bucks you know they just won a rams division are Ram, rams are better than the bucks rams, for sure. rams, rams are good and they and they won that by a point um and you know the bucks were in the playoffs because someone had to be in the playoffs and mm-hmm. and the beaten eagles and maybe I, and then i was re- overreacting to attending the bucks eagles game in person and maybe i started to drink the bucks kool-aid a little bit um but the bucks you know are not a we're not a real playoff team uh and so uh, I think I think the Lions could be in for a rude awakening uh, this Sunday. But again, it's been a great season. Super happy for those fans to get to experience uh, those wins. But I think I think that uh, the D train comes to uh, comes to a screeching halt this this Sunday. So uh, I will be swapping uh, the Lions. But like I said, I think you can find some some nice props um, on the 49ers that are way better than minus 300 money line or like you said plus 145 to to win the super bowl so um definitely a lot of uh a lot of uh offerings on the table um it's gonna be a great week leading up to it gonna be a couple great games uh so enjoy the games uh please make sure to subscribe leave a rating and we will talk to you next week 